time though now to catch up with Andy Ellis, former All Black halfback, out of France with NZR Plus. I'm oh, working very, very hard. Uh, thanks to Hino <laughs> Trucks, a better class of truck. Morning, Andy. How are you? Evening. Evening. How are you? How are you, fellas? Yeah, mate. How are the calluses after all that hard work you've been doing the last couple of weeks? Oh, mate, just roll the sleeves up and go to work. You know how it is in France um, and, and in the media world. Uh, work's got to be done, boys, and I'm here to do it. I think the hardest thing I've seen you do was you and George Bauer absolutely battling up that tiny hill on the bike. What's it been like, Andy? <laughs> yeah, we did. No, no, um, oh, it's, it has been um, an incredible World Cup so far. Um, yeah, mate, we, we sort of started in Paris. Then we, I think I spoke to you guys in Paris. I can't remember too <coughs> too well that uh, last chat we had. Uh, then, we, then we spent a week in Lyon. Then we were in Toulouse. Now we're in Bordeaux. Um, I'm actually at this incredible chateau in Saint Emilion, which is just outside of Bordeaux, wine country, and um, like just uh, it's putting on a show here. Like this, this country is, uh, it's it's one hell of a World Cup so far. Andy, just just tell us about uh, obviously the All Blacks are based in Bordeaux. They're having a week off. You, you get a pretty you know close look at and and inside the cauldron, mate. Like, uh, what, what's the team feeling? What's their approach this week? Yeah, we caught up with the boys a couple of nights. Went to a um, they had an open training session last night, um, and it was amazing. Like, so they announced this open session um, forty eight hours before they had it, and ten thousand people um, signed up to it, and it was and they capped it at ten thousand. <laughs> like, it was unbelievable at this um, at the stadium there. So we went and um, checked that out. But like that sort of shows the kind of rugby passion that's here, that, especially in the south of France. I feel like there, there's a real energy around this rugby world cup here. Um, but now the, the boys look good, mate. Um, train well, you know. Just just chatting to them as the general feeling is that they're in a good place. They're building, you know. It's a funny kind of time in the tournament at the moment, isn't it? You guys probably feel that as well. We're yeah. sort of almost just waiting to see what plays out in the next couple of weeks and who's going to make playoffs, and then. Then man, once we hit that knockout stage, it's going to be bloody spectacular, I reckon. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, it's big, and and the All Blacks know what a, what a big challenge that um, that Italy game is. You know, really approaching that as a almost a playoff type game as well, really, aren't they? So it's cool, it's good, it's a good buzz here at the moment. Andy, thanks for joining us this morning, mate. What the 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 um, Fijians beating the Aussie? What's the feel like and the mood after that game uh, on the ground? There's still plenty of Fijians in the in the grandstand, but what does everyone say about Australia at the moment? Oh, I don't know if we need to say too much, do we? Like, it's quite rewarding walking <laughs> past and giving them a wink. They're all wearing their jerseys <laughs> and carrying on what they're doing, mate. That's, I'm serious. You don't need to say much. And I think... <laughs> like, one of I the love things it. Is too, is, um, one of the things is, like, it was genuinely... Fiji were genuinely better than them. Like, in all facets. Like... They they fully deserved to win. There was no like oh what you know what a lucky win or a lucky try or a moment in the game. They were like Fiji were were a better side and that's kind of I, know, I sort of feel a, a bit like the feeling is Fiji uh, um, you know even if they made a quarter in that side of the pool they're in you know they could go and upset you know another big boy easily. So um, it's so cool for Fiji like and there's a lot of Fiji fans around as well you know I'm obviously doing this um, NZR plus with George Bauer um, this morning we bumped into the the Fijian first five just walking the streets of Bordeaux and well I, I just had to go and give him a hug 
and just say, look, mate, I'm sorry, I'm just fanboying here, but but I'm uh, like, congratulations. That makes me so that makes me so like happy awesome. and proud. You know, like you know how much oh, Fijians are just such awesome people and. I don't know. It was just it was one of those kind of moments. I felt a bit embarrassed afterwards, but you know, I just sort of had to do it at the moment. <laughs> Andy, Andy, would you have would you have been giving them a hug if it would been if they'd beaten anybody else other than the Wallabies? Yeah, oh, the Wallabies certainly helps. I mean, probably the only one better would have been the Poms. But um, at this stage, I've had uh, you know to beat the Wallabies. Um, yeah, it was, it was pre- it's pretty cool. Like, mate, I'm so stoked for them. Andy, obviously you just touched on the palms. Joe Marler's come out and he said, I don't care how we're winning, as long as we win. And he thinks they believe they have the formula to go on and win this World Cup by kicking penalties and being on the right side of discipline. What have you made of the English's uh, run in the World Cup so far? Yeah, I mean, the, the game against Argentina that they won, I mean, mm. fair play to them. They, they obviously um, decided they'll roll their sleeves up and play that game, right? Um I don't know if Argentina got that quite right. You know, it'd be interesting to see how the Argies go this weekend, you know, if they've actually had a bit of a look at themselves and said, look, let's not... They sort of ended up getting in an arm wrestle with them, didn't they, and didn't play their own game. Um, I mean, the English side of the pool, you know, they're, they're looking pretty likely for a quarter's spot now. So, um, you know, and, mate, it's World Cup footy, Daggy, you know what it's like. In the, in the moment, in the big games, it, it does come yeah. down to just moments. And if England are going to play... a a safe style of rugby and get their set piece right on, then you know who knows who knows what could happen. You know um, if they can progress, but I mean I'll, I'm not a massive fan of that style. But you know, it seems to... <laughs> I can hear it. Ed, win, Mate, Ed, let, let Ed wins believe. in World Cups. Well, he hasn't won the many, but yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Andy, when, when you're up there, like you, you get a you get an opportunity to have a look at the style of football and all that sort of stuff uh, away from New Zealand. Have you noticed uh, significant differences between like the French and the Irish, the English, uh, and the players that are playing in that Northern uh, Hemisphere competition? Yeah, I mean, not not so much. I mean, we, we like there's not a lot of club footy on or anything like that. I suppose all you'd really get to do is see the, the couple of rounds that we've had so far and the style of play that, that those teams um, give. You know, it's, I suppose the takeaways really are the, it's, it, it's interesting the different types of kicking games that the different countries are taking. Um, you know, and some teams are really like attacking hard in different areas of the field and they've obviously got philosophies behind the reasons they're doing it. Um, almost waiting for counter-attack ball at times or turnover ball a lot of teams, you know. So that's probably the thing I've kind of picked up on the most is just the the, the different teams that sort of pick and choose their times when they really want to have a crack and when they're prepared to um, kind of play a bit more of a safer game. Um, but, I mean, gee, you've, you see the way that, you know, the French have, particularly against us, you know, they, they attacked at really good times and played great rugby, Um I mean, the way we played in the weekend too and got a bit of confidence back up against Namibia is pretty pretty exciting and we made pretty good decisions there too. Um, the Fijians, I mean, that, they, they were kicking smart, but then they'd have a crack, you know, 15 metres out from their own line as well. So it's, it's kind of this cool balance between, you know, run, kick and play and, and attack and just um, waiting for the right opportunities to do it, which... which um, Thanks, great. Sorry, boys. I'm a couple of bottles in in a um, in a chateau here, so I'm starting to waffle. But um, <laughs> I sort of know where I'm going. Yeah, I don't know where you go, mate. Where you go? Well, I'm prepared for you to waffle some more because I wanted to ask you. You've seen both teams now, and it is 
I guess you would say do or die uh, for at least one of them. Uh, but the Wallabies have to take on Wales next. I mean, the result of this game is going to have a massive impact on the group and which way it goes. The Wallabies get a win and it's a three-way race. Uh, Wales get a win and, you know, they almost rubber stamp the, 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 top, of the top of the group. But how do you see it going? I feel like the World Cup's been waiting for this a little bit. I feel like the first couple of weeks have been kind of a lot of favourites. All the favourites have sort of won. Now, now Fiji sort of upset Australia, and it's like, right, here we are. Here we are, World Cup. Been waiting four years for this. Wales versus Aussie, all on the line. And that is that is honestly the feeling kind of around the World Cup now at the moment and the, and the, the people on the streets. Like, it's, it's, it's such an awesome um, kind of an, um, atmosphere here. Everyone's wearing their country's jerseys. So, you know, we've, we've arrived in Bordeaux with the All Blacks and everybody, you, you can tell where everyone's from. And, you know, maybe it's because it's Bordeaux and people want to come and spend some time here through the week um, and, and drink some nice wine and experience this part of the country. But everyone's in their jerseys and, like, literally the amount of Aussies and the amount of people from Wales that are here <laughs> walking around. And it's almost like just a little bit more anxious now. It's all a little bit more real. Um and it's kind of like, right, here we go. And I'd imagine the next couple of weeks will be more and more like that as, as these big games and these must-win sort of moments sort of play out, um, which, like I say, is kind of a bit... I feel like the, this, the World Cup sort of needed this. Wouldn't know, Ants. Wouldn't know. We're over in New Zealand, mate, just chipping away working and uh, while you're up there uh, <laughs> gallivanting around uh, Europe. I've well, I can, promise you, socials, I can promise you, Daggy, there's some energy here. There's some real energy, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> oh, I love it, Ants. Quickly, just before we let you go, mate, like uh, Cam Roygaard, after that performance, man of the match performance, your position that you're so accustomed to, you, you played plenty there. What have you liked about Cam Roygaard? Is, has he cement in the spot in the 23 could you see him even having a crack starting it's tough isn't it um you know halfback experience plays a massive role you know i like to think that especially towards the end of my career it got me a few extra games um but you know (laughs) you know i feel like you do start to have a really good uh, feel of the game understanding of what's required at different times when there's momentum shifts you can bring the boys in and ask them for certain things you gain a massive amount of respect from your forward pack. Um, now, I'm sure Cam's got that, but an Aaron Smith will be able to look a guzzler in the old Brodie Retallick or a Sammy Wylock or a, or a Cody Taylor and go, mate, this is the one I need you to nail. Get it right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll deliver for him. And that's how I felt at the end of my time. And I know that um, Aaron Smith will have that relationship with his boys as well. Now, that impact or that, that edge off the the bench, I, I feel like both those, I, I feel like both our um, other two nines offer like spark and edge. Um, fantastic. Um, you know, Christy, fantastic defender. Um, he'll put his head over the ball and turn us over something magic at the right time. Um, he's got a great pass, massive work rate as well, you know. So he's, he's, he's right up there as well. Cam, obviously, you know, the way he sort of showed again in the weekend, ability to break tackles and create opportunities when we may need it late in a, late in a half. Know, um, so I think, uh, like, you know, it's not. I know it's not the answer you want from me, but mate, I, I can't. I can't call it. I don't know. Um, in, a, in a real big game, who's your second nine? I, I don't know. I think depends what kind of game you want to play. I'll call it. I'll call it. Cam Roygaard. He's in the twenty-three there, Andy. So uh, for me, anyway, he's just he had something different uh, at the moment. But I, I, I hear what you're saying about experience. Like people have been asking me about the backline, Bowden Barrett, D Mac. You know, experience counts for a hell of a lot. 
particularly in those big moments when the pressure's right on, Andy, like you used to say, the pressure's on, Daggy. That's when you can deliver, knowing <laughs> that you've been in those situations uh, before. Andy, we'll let you go, mate. St. Million, I've had a few of those drops, and they are outstanding. So keep going and enjoy your time, my friend. We appreciate it. Keep up the great work for the NZR Plus app. And uh, did you not have, have any say, or is that just fitting the front row show? Oh, front row show. Yeah, no, I didn't get any say. Absolutely. It'll be the halfback show if it's Michael the Daggy. You know that. All right, boys. Um, hey, thanks. It's always great to chat. And this next bottle of wine, I'll think of you. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you will. Sure you will. Andy Ellis chipping away. As per usual, nothing has changed since the days at the back of that scrum. He know trucks, a better class of truck to make your working life easier. Doesn't get any easier than Andy Ellis's gig, I tell you that much. Uh, visit hino.co.nz. Uh, anybody else got a bit of FOMO going on? Yeah, yeah, but I'm never going to admit it. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, did it after that, just after that. A lot. Yeah, after that, oh, I'm just going to open another bottle of Bordeaux and think about you boys. I was like, oh man. I, th- I think it's oh, great. Just... I-, I think it's great listening to see, um, listening to how many supporters actually showing up to training sessions. Yeah. Well, that's phenomenal. 10, that's, 000, a, that's an event in itself. Ten thousand, you know these these lot of these players are people when they have been able to have an opportunity to get tickets. Well done to the All Blacks for opening up the stadium and it's selling out in ten thousand. And mate, it's a World Cup. It's, it's crazy because we've got a couple of weeks off and there's a couple of big games. South Africa, Ireland, Wales, Australia. Like it's it's still a big event that's going on. But many of the teams are are resting and, and getting away from things. So big couple of weeks. Lads, big, big couple of weeks in terms of, of the All Blacks, you know, working on themselves, trying to really solidify combinations. And combinations is a big thing. Andy gave us absolutely nothing. Sat on the fence, no surprises <laughs> whatsoever. Cameron Regard is in the 23 with Aaron Smith. <clears throat> and I can say that com- confidently. But there's other positions that are, are up in the air. And we know that. You know, do they go with Damien, uh, Bowden? Richie Moanga at 10, we need Will Jordan playing fullback. That is the dead set answer there. We need a genuine fullback at the back. What's the make makeup of the of the reserves? You know, do you carry Damien with his impact? Do you put Bowden on the bench and Richie start? Like, what do you boys think? Should we have a little bit of debate about it? Because it is quite big. These next couple of weeks are defining for the All Blacks going forward. They got they got to make that decision like by the next game too because they need to get a couple of games under their to. belt. Mm. Um, yeah, we're talking the Italy game probably being the hard hit out before the what's what looks like if Rick gets his um, punting right, uh, South Africa in the quarterfinals. So if you're going to do that, and yeah, I hear like everyone's calling for Will Jordan at fullback. Like play the best fullback at fullback. You're talking play players and positions that the best in the positions, isn't it? Um, they have to do that next up. They can't wait. They can't wait to Italy and say, oh, we'll give you a run here. Because what happens if they get it horribly wrong? Then they go into the following week, which is the quarters, with another new team. Yeah, 100%. 100%. want to hear from you. 0800 150 or double eight double three. What do you reckon that AB team should look like? This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse keeping you healthy this spring.